The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome, everyone. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. My name is Wayne Shepherd, encouraging you to be optimistic today. And Percy, we're going to spell B, B-E-E. Listeners will have to stay tuned to find out why. Yeah, we're trying to take you somewhere, so be buzz, <laughs> be optimistic. Just trust us on this one. Trust us. It's going to bless you at the end of the day. What does optimism mean to you in light of cancer? Optimism to me is a synonym of, again, my understanding and interpretation and biblical context of the word hope. Hope. There it is again. And again, it goes back to the Greek, one of the Greek definitions of that word of eager and earnest expectation. Mm -hmm. And I believe, Wayne, it is my personal bias and belief that we operate this principle in everything that we do. We're just not conscious of how we apply that. We're, we're hopeful for so many things. I hope to get up in the morning to go to work. I hope my car starts. I hope to have a good day. I am having an eager or earnest expectation of something that hasn't happened yet, but I am believing that there's going to be a positive potential that that will take place. When you put that into the context of being optimistic uh, or looking toward something. I tell people all the time, we can't tell people to swim to the other side unless we give them a shoreline to swim toward. Oh, yeah. Something to see that's not necessarily there, but giving them the hope, the belief, and the optimism that it's there, and it gives them motivation to reach for it. I agree with everything you've said, but there's also a sense in which it's giving control to God. That's part of optimism, too. Well, obviously, at the end of the day, I think part of the human experience, on some level, at some point, as my mom used to tell me, just keep living, son. You'll live long enough to learn a couple of things. Mm -hmm. One of them is, at the end of the day, at some point, we're going to have to get from behind the wheel of the car and get in the back seat. We're going to have to give up the driver's seat, and that's where our faith in God, a higher power, however you want to word that, kicks into play. Something bigger than us, something more powerful than us, we must give over control of the will of the car to at that point and let that drive us. We're going to talk about this in the context of a cancer diagnosis here today. There is a fun conversation ahead that you are not going to want to miss. Uh, tell us who your guests are today. Our guests today are our husband and wife combo. We've never had a husband and wife who both treated for cancer at the same facility. Uh, Walter and Linda Kotecki, and they are going to bless your soul. Yeah, yeah. Don't miss what's ahead here. In just a few moments, we'll meet Walter and Linda. Our resource this week is called Cancer Ministry Scriptures. Percy, you've uh, combed through the Bible, and you've uh, pulled out these verses that really are very powerful as you look at them in the context of uh, cancer and a cancer journey. Well, you know, Wayne, one of the things I've learned over the years, just because everyone has is accessible to the Word, Everyone doesn't necessarily remember or can have quick contextual access to the word. I've had people say to me, where was that scripture that meant this or said that? So we thought that we would compile a group of scriptures and then place them under certain topics that people would readily be able to relate to and utilize for quick reference. And we put that together in one of our freebies, our free downloadables that we're making available to everyone right now today. You have access to that at this very moment by simply going to health, hope, and inspiration.com. Health, 
hopeandinspiration.com. Look for Cancer Ministry Scriptures. And I'll mention that again in just a few moments. This program is widely available and widely listened to by many people online through our podcast, and we want even more listeners to know about us. I hope you are subscribing to our podcast so you're not just, uh, you know, checking to see when there's a new episode available, but we're telling you through your computer when a new episode is available and it's already downloaded for you. You can subscribe by going to healthhopeandinspiration.com. But there's one more thing you can do, and this is very important because we want to see even more people helped by what we offer in this program. So we're encouraging everyone who listens to to us to let others know about the program. And one way you do that is by leaving a, a review on iTunes. Yeah, we, we'd love to hear your feedback and give us a sense of how the programs are impacting your life and making a difference with your particular journey or supporting someone. So please, uh, we want to engage with you and want to hear your feedback and your review of our show so others then can have a sense of what they can anticipate. But our theme today, be optimistic and don't miss the conversation ahead as we'll introduce our guests in just a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, as you well know, because you visit all these places, uh, Cancer Treatment Centers of America has hospitals in Atlanta and Chicago and Philadelphia and Phoenix and Tulsa, and you make the rounds to these regional centers. I I do on a frequent basis. I know most of the staff there and certainly have had the opportunity to engage uh, with the fine uh, clinicians, doctors, and caregivers that are a part of that healing environment. And so with that being said, uh, I've gotten to know everyone there very well, and we have a fantastic, you know, program set up for patients and their caregivers. Well, as you do, you take a microphone with you, and we're going to hear your conversation with some guests in Zion, Illinois, coming up in a moment. I almost forgot. We need scripture on this program. Absolutely. We can't function without the Word of God. So our spiritual nugget for today is Matthew 11, verse 28 and 30 through 30, and it tells us, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How could I forget the foundation for this program? Thanks for sharing that verse. All right, recorded on the go, here's Percy. Well, with me today is Walter Kotecki and Linda Kotecki. And both Walter and Linda are former uh, cancer patients. Uh, Walter had prostate cancer and Linda had uh, uterine cancer. And so I'm excited to have both of you. And I don't think I've ever interviewed a husband and wife who both were cancer patients and both treated at the same facility. Of course, Cancer Treatment Centers of America at Midwestern Regional Medical Center in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to the show today, folks. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Well, I'm excited to uh, have you today, and of course, uh, we have a mutual person that that we have a relationship with, and that's your son, Dan, and so I'm really double excited today (laughs) uh, to have the opportunity to speak with you guys. Let's talk a little bit uh, about the process of being cancer patients. We're encouraging and inspiring people here. The show is called Health, Hope, and Inspiration, 
And so I want to talk a little bit about uh, when you were initially diagnosed with your cancer. Not necess- You weren't diagnosed at the same time, nor did no. you treat at the same time. But you both uh, experienced that. What was it like being told initially that you had cancer? Uh, I'll start first, if you don't mind, with Linda. What was that like? How did you feel? What was going on? Um, for me, it it was kind of, I kind of suspected. I mean, I, I was having a little problem. But we, um, we were in the process of Walt thinking of retiring and moving. And so... I think mine was a little bit of fear mm. that I was going to upset the whole apple cart uh. of our plans because this was going to be, you know, if, if I got the diagnosis I thought I might get, yeah. I thought, oh, what, you know, you start thinking about the insurance and all the things sure. that we thought we had in order right. that were going to be upended. And so... I think I was more into that than I was worrying about the cancer because having him gone through it already, it was sort of like I knew, okay, you just have to get in there and get ready to fight and do what your medical team tells you to do. And so that part, I I didn't really have that much fear or, or okay. concern about that. Okay. So it was mostly about what I was going to do to our plans. Right. You had your plans, everything yeah. laid out, and you guys were going to you know, move into that. Walter, with respect to you, when you were initially told you were first initially diagnosed with cancer, what was your initial mental, emotional, spiritual thoughts when you were told that you had cancer, my friend? Well, my first thought was um, disbelief and denial. And then I was pretty mad, hmm. pretty bummed out. And, um, Who are you mad at, Walter? The circumstances okay. of having found out that I had cancer and okay. kind of like, a, well, well, why me? Yep. And, and that really is a uh, typical and, and a common reaction and response. So you both to- are told that you have cancer, bummed out, mad, uh, mm-hmm. dismayed, et cetera. Uh, Linda... Shoot, I'm upsetting the, the the program here. We we we've got plans here. We <laughs> yeah. we got a trip to take, you yeah. know, and I'm I'm messing up the program. You guys basically start your treatment. You know, I'm assuming you did some some core things, radiation, chemotherapy, some surgery. Yeah, I just had surgery and okay. he just had I, surgery. I had uh, robotic surgery. Okay. And so um all of those things went according to plan, it seems like, and you guys mm-hmm. are moving along. Let's talk about, um, again, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, uncle, aunt. How do you tell this news to your family? How did your family react to this? Well, there's kind of a story about that. I'd like to hear it. (laughs) Okay. I found out that I had prostate cancer on a Friday afternoon. And the next day, we had made arrangements to go to a Halloween party. Hmm. And so we went... To our Halloween party in costume, I was a bee, and uh, Linda was dressed up as a beekeeper. Ah, so uh, we got through the whole evening just fine, and then the next day, Sunday, we had arrangements made to uh, let our three sons know and their wives that I had prostate cancer. Okay, surprisingly and remarkably, I convinced Linda that we needed to go in costume. So we left town in my bee outfit. I pumped gas. 
We went to the drive-up okay. at the uh, Burger King, I think it was. Yes. And uh, headed on out of town and uh, showed up a couple of hours later at our youngest son's house. And uh, so Linda had her hood on. She had her... Um, um, beekeeper um, smoker thing and okay of course I was as a bee and uh, so then uh, the kids were kind of wondering what's going on they kind of assumed something was wrong with mom ah. because she had this hood okay on. okay so then uh, we went into their house and uh, I had made like a cardboard podium box thing and uh, I had a little sign on it and I said um, that stuff happens Huh. Uh, with a smiley face and a sad face. Yeah. And I crossed out the sad face and put a smiley face because we were optimistic. So that's how we told them. So trick or treat, huh? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wow. If I could play off of that term, given the occasion, why did you choose to uh, to share that? I think that that obviously helps to give us some sense of just your personality in general, which... I love the creative kind of out-the-box kind of way that you approached, you know, uh, having this discussion. Um, why did you choose to do it that way? Why did you choose to express that information in that context, in that manner? We wanted all three of our sons and daughter-in-laws there at the same time okay. so that they would get the story once that way. Yeah. So there was no, um, you know, phone calls back and forth. We had a captive audience, yeah. <laughs> and we told them how it was, and that was it. Linda, mom, grandma, talk to me about the night. What was going on in your head and your heart when, when you guys expressed this sentiment and thought yeah. to your family? Well, he's a little bit more into this stuff. When he suggested we should go in costume, I'm like, what really it's like okay fine you know so we go and like you said we may stop and he's pumping gas and i'm just watching people's reaction oh i'm sure it was very normal (laughs) well no one was laughing they were just taking second looks i'm like who is this weird oh that's here you know so but it, it was good because it was us trying to put a light on on the situation sure. and that from what we had been told at that point things looked like they could be pretty good and optimistic we had to be and it's like we've always just faced things that were given yeah. and here we are yeah. we didn't want to worry the kids sure. that much right. you know i mean yes they were concerned and you know and we wanted to put their minds at ease a little bit that sure. okay we have this, and we're going to do what we need to do. You know, we knew they would be with us. Yeah, and yeah I'm used to the kind of crazy stuff that well, he does. Again, it sounds like a fun group. I would imagine <laughs> Christmas and holidays is a uh, fun time at your house and in your with, with your family. So you, you, you break the news. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, everyone, obviously, is trying to process, you know, right. what, what you're communicating. You do your treatments. Uh, you know, surgeries, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you're doing well and you're doing fine. You look fantastic to look at both of you at this point. And you're several years out on the other side of that. Correct. Let's talk about uh, the moments of faith, spiritual path, journey, 
what did you learn? What did you see? What, what was it that happened to you in the midst of this? I'm told by many cancer patients that they're different people when they get on the other side of, of the process of treatment and care. How did your faith or your spirituality impact this process for you in any manner? Either one of you can jump in. I'm the type of person that likes to fix things. And, and most men are, actually. Yeah. I'm a fixer. Okay. So you can relate to Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And um, this is something that I couldn't fix. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it was out of my control, and I had to kind of like let go. Okay. And um, I've been in a position of management and managing people um, for quite a few years. I couldn't manage this. So there was a higher force that was at, in play, and I had to basically let go and put my faith in God and that he would see that everything would work out. Gotcha. So I had to let go. So basically the big aha takeaway for you is that you had to give up control. Yes. Because again, in many cases, for some people, it's about taking control. In this particular case, for you, it was about letting go or giving up control. Exactly. Linda, how about you? I think for me, it, it brought my faith and my belief more to the surface okay and having to recognize it a little bit more and realistically that here we are and we have to hand it over to a higher up Mm. we have to you know do what his plan is for us so i think that's where i i kind of came on board and maybe from going through it with him first you know but as a couple together, it, it brought us to the realization of, well, things that you know that, you know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Correct. What are we going to do with the rest of our life okay. here? How are we going to plan? And are we going to, you know, and, and it, it took us forward to his retiring and deciding, you know, we don't need a lot. We've never had a lot. Okay. We don't need to keep working. We need to spend time with our grandkids and do the things we want to do mm. now. And so I think that's where the faith has taken us to how we want to do the rest of our life and what we want to do. So here we go. For you, Walter, you're a doer, you're a manager, you're a fixer, you're a typical guy. Give mm-hmm. me a wrench and a hammer, and I'll go take care of this situation. Right. And you have to put your wrench and your hammer down. You have to give up control. You have to Correct. trust God and let God drive the bus. For you, Linda, at the end of the day, it was simply understanding that the small things are important, and that's what we need to focus on. And whatever mm-hmm. we need to do, we need to make sure that that counts and matters today. Right. So spiritually, you were able to reconcile yourself in very different ways, and then collectively as a couple, you bring those two forces together to basically bring you to a point and a place that I would assume today, the big takeaway is what? What would you like to leave this audience with today as the big takeaway of now being on this side of this experience? That there's, that there's always some good that comes out of the bad things if you look for them and, and find them. That having cancer wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but it brought us a lot of things that we might not have. We might have missed if we weren't mm. focused Got it. in a different way. And so, with tears in your eyes, Linda, yeah, well, that's this is <laughs> typical. I want to close by saying, 
Walter has a button on his shirt that says B, B-E-E, optimistic. I thank God for you guys being busy bees <laughs> with regard to your process, with your treatment, and with your overall optimism as you moved forward. And today you're helping and blessing a lot of people. Some need to give up control. Others need to focus on the things that are important and make them matter today and count. And when you put those two together, potentially you have a very interesting dynamic of being optimistic in your life. I thank God for both you, Walter and Linda Kotecki, uh, former prostate and uterine cancer patients at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Today we salute you and thank you so much for your story. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And Percy rejoins me in just a moment here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America use a state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, I can't shake the image of Walter at the gas pump dressed as a as a bee pumping gas into his car. It is an amazing <laughs> image, isn't it? Uh, yeah, when when I was interviewing them and, and as he was and as his wife was also describing that visual for me, it just <laughs> for me, the power of it speaks to uh, the power of the uh, human spirit and the imagination of human beings to figure out a way to combat negative dynamics in their hearts well and in put. their heads. Right, right. It's it, it's it's very uh, it's a powerful image of of what an individual can do, and in this case, what these individuals did to begin to combat the negative dynamics of being told that they had cancer. And yeah, so they, such a serious diagnosis, yeah, and nobody disputes that. Yeah, so you dress up on Halloween, and this is how you're going to uh, unpackage this information, as was the case for this couple, to their family. And, and you use that as a mechanism to kind of springboard into this discussion. It's an amazing example of the power of the human spirit. Well, Linda admitted that she wasn't really ready to go along with it at first, but you can just tell how it kind of lifted her spirit. Well, it's, it's interesting because, as is the case with probably most relationships and marriages, particularly people who have been married an extensive period of time, you kind of go along with the program with some of the nuances and idiosyncrasies of your spouse and then in many cases you figure out oh that's, that's kind of working for us and so that's kind of <laughs> what we heard as she was unpackaging it was like oh this this really was beneficial and, and was a very cool therapeutic way for them to enter into the dialogue and in co- discussion around being cancer patients. Yeah. Now you know why we're calling today's program Be Optimistic, B-E-E. And he was wearing a, uh, a gigantic button at the time when I interviewed him that basically had a picture of a B 
be <laughs> with the words on it, be optimistic. And so you understand the power of the imagery and the reason why he did that. Well, here are two distinct individuals, both approaching their diagnoses in, in different ways in many ways. Absolutely. Uh, again, Linda expressed the fact that she basically was fearful because they were preparing for retirement and, you know, kind of the latter part of one's life and walking off into the sunset. And she was really concerned that her cancer diagnosis was going to disrupt those plans and alter those plans. And for Walter, he talked about how he just basically got mad at the situation and the circumstance. You don't want to mess with a a, a mad bee. No, no, we don't want to mess with any (laughs) mad bees at the end of the day. But it also represents the fact, as we've talked about before, that there are very unique ways of processing and seeing and looking and reacting at a cancer diagnosis. And this is why we do these programs to talk about the different nuanced uh, realities of what people are dealing with. And there may be someone listening to us right now that can relate to some aspect of that, but both had very different reactions is the point. They learned to give up control. Well, Walter talked about being kind of your quote-unquote classic alpha male. There's a bear in the woods. I'm going to go out there and get that bear and drag him back. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to take care of it. And of course, then Linda talked about a very different dynamic in, in her mind of, hey, I need to just stop and appreciate the small, simple things and enjoy them right now. And that became her focus. But both approached their dynamics from a different perspective and then met, if you will, in the middle. And that's how then they journeyed together and moved forward through their process. What excellent guests here today. Walter and Linda Kotecki, thanks for being our guests here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our resource is Cancer Ministry Scriptures, and the good news is it's available to you free of charge. As Percy said earlier, it's sometimes nice to have this comprehensive list of scriptures that apply to the situation, and that's what we've done here for listeners. Yeah, we've compiled a list of scriptures that we thought would be topically relevant to uh, a cancer conversation or a cancer dynamic, uh, you know, where one doesn't have to search for a scripture, try to remember a scripture, uh, rifle through their concordance. Again, it's not exhaustive. In, in it's, it's not all of the scriptures, but it is a nice, healthy list of scriptures that will be relevant to the subjects of leadership, comfort, things along the lines of hope. And these are relevant to compassion of God that when you're having a uh, in-depth conversation or an interaction with someone dealing with cancer, these will come in very handy and you'll have them right to your disposal where you don't have to try to look them up or remember them. Well, if you are listening and if you've enjoyed our conversation today, I hope you're subscribing automatically to receive this program via iTunes. You can subscribe easily at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. That's also where you can, by the way, download this Cancer Ministry Scripture resource. Cancer Ministry Scripture is available at healthhopeandinspiration.com and subscribe to the podcast as well. Well, Percy, you shared a verse of Scripture with us earlier or a couple of verses I want to go back to. Sir, Matthew 11. So we're going to close strong with our opening scripture found uh, in verse 28. And it says, come to me, come to me. We run to a lot of different places when we feel stressed and when we feel backed up. But the scripture says, come to me, says the Lord, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Who's going to give us rest? God says, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Sounds pretty optimistic to me. Yes, sir, because the goal at the end of the day is that we're looking for some relief. He says, you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hallelujah. 
Brother, great to be with you. And be well and continue to fight the good fight of faith. Online at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Hope and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. You or someone you love is fighting cancer. Consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncologist information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.